Today, I want to thank those that have taken some time in recent weeks to drop me an email or send me a letter. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This broadcast marks the 40th program that I have produced on the new series called Truth to Ponder. We've been doing this program as your weekend show for for about um, going on six years come early next year. So we're like five years and, and like nine months, eight months, something like that. It's been a lot of fun doing this program, and I, I hope that I can continue to, to do it for a long time to come. I hope that I can keep a voice going. Today, I just want to kind of look over this past week, and I know that some only hear me on the weekends on a few frequencies and stations, particularly those that listen on the Voice of Hope radio from Zambia in the eastern part of Africa. We cover a good part of the continent. And I know I don't hear as much as I'd like to, but I understand the mail and everything else and in trying to get word back. I've been talking this week and I've gotten some people's attention, both positive and a few that are a little bit wondering when I talk about the cost of shortwave in the United States. It's like they, they suddenly send me an email because they noticed I'm talking about possibly raising some money to pay for airtime. And I think for the 30-some-odd broadcast, I never talked about that. They never bothered to write. Only when I first mentioned that airtime is not free and it's not cheap. And I hope that my mentioning that to you is not offensive. It's not meant to be the purpose of the program. As St. Paul once said, make the need be made known. And that's all I'm doing. One thing I am looking at this past week, there were problems at at the WRMI facility that affected some of the broadcast for this week uh, that were unable to air on the frequency of 9395. And uh, I think of these transmitters, many of them, you know, they, they, they've been around for a while and this can happen from time to time. The reliability has been incredible but then we have this kind of an incident occur. And the world of HF radio is changing. A lot of you that are listening, there are some listening to me right now, that that for them, shortwave is a hobby. This is not really where you get your news and information. You enjoy listening. You enjoy seeing what stations you can find on the air and try to log the stations. I know people that literally record, they literally record frequencies and try to figure out what they were broadcasting. The world of shortwave radio is definitely different today, especially in the United States than it was 10 years ago, 20, especially 30 years ago. I go back to the 1980s and and 1990s, the heyday in many ways of the first privately owned shortwave facilities in the United States and the impact they had, and in some cases, maybe still do. I look at shortwave as one of those legacy technologies that when the internet becomes more censored and more difficult to use, and we were talking about that earlier this week, 
this radio program you're hearing right now is also being listened to by a number of people as a podcast. They don't listen on radio. They don't listen on AM or FM. They don't listen to shortwave. They're listening on all kinds of devices and telephones and computers. And I know, like even in my house, all you have to do is go, Alexa, play Truth to Ponder podcast, and it'll give you the current or the most recent uh, program. Sometimes it's an hour too late, but generally speaking, if you look in the early evening, it should be up to date. And, and so these are the way some of the people are listening to Truth to Ponder right now. It's not exclusively on short way, but I really believe it needs to be there. Maybe not as much as it, it is. And that's why I've been asking you to contact me if you are listening on shortwave and why it's vital. I'm beginning to realize that certain airings of this program may not be as listened to it, uh, than others. I, I may be mistaken, but the 4 p.m. Eastern time on the frequency of 9455, I'm beginning to think is the most listened to time for the program. And maybe to some degree less at um, 6 p.m. on 9395. And I'm not sure at all if anybody, I haven't heard anybody yet mention if they're listening um, at 10 o'clock at night, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday to the broadcast on 9455. I, I have not yet heard from anybody. I do know we have two nights a week that we're on a frequency that is beamed toward the west on 5850, and I've had a few responses to the 5850 broadcast. So, But I'm not sure if that one is worth, because I can only get two nights a week, not sure what to do. In other words, this time of the year is also presenting some additional questions and and things to think about. In the target area that I'm trying to reach is using that frequency and antenna accommodation at that time of night, what I should be doing. And so I'm trying to figure these things out and and have a general plan of what we can do moving forward. If we're going to stay with shortwave, I need a better plan. I've got a few ideas that I'm really considering um, if I can put it all together. There are a lot of pieces to this moving. There are a lot of moving pieces, let's put it that way, that have got to come together. And there may be a way. You know, one of the things that I would love to do, one of my prayers, and this is what I want to talk about here at the beginning of the program. I know when we're aired on The Voice of Hope in Africa, but I'm on a radio station there that is dedicated to the glory of God and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And what I try to do in this program is find that balance of news and information you're not getting from the world that is trying to deceive you. And also, along with that, I am trying to give you a message of hope. It's kind of a delicate balance. That's one of the reasons I like being on the facility in Africa. We're on, I think, one day a week, 
And sometimes I wonder, maybe maybe I should be on that station Monday through Friday. Maybe maybe I should move some resources into being there. I mean, it is a part of the world. And I know that the good news and information you can use can be used anywhere. It's not just for those of us in North America or the Western world. The good news should be everywhere. And whether I'm the one to do it there, I don't know. Time will tell. I, I really I really would like to see. We were talking earlier this week about churches that during this pandemic have become so so used to using things like Facebook, Facebook Live, YouTube, everything, social media, and they become so dependent and so relied on to those, those foundations. My question is, is it where you're supposed to be? Do you follow what I'm saying? Here's the problem with Facebook Live, Facebook in general, Twitter, any, any of the social media and uh, talk sites like that. They're owned by tyrants that don't like Christians, period. Earlier this week, I told you Wikipedia is going to be no longer allowing known Christians who are pro-life to contribute any longer to the world's most popular encyclopedia. We're being, if you're a Christian, you're being eliminated out of the mainstream of the world. That's why you need to get away from Facebook and don't depend on it for your church or your ministry, your business or anything. I'm there, but I'm planning to be gone when that day comes. I plan to have a backup plan to Facebook, a backup plan to Google. I don't use Google much anymore. Yeah, I've got a Gmail account, and that's what I call my junk account. When somebody wants to get an email address from me for all the spam and garbage they can send, it, it just goes to Gmail now. If it's an important message, it comes to, for the radio show, it comes to Bob at truth2ponder.com or the weekend show, or other ministries and work that I'm involved. I don't use Gmail for any of that. I have never would want to do that. I would never want my ministry tied to any Google product. And so many Christians have their church tied to, to Google, have their documents tied to Google Documents. They carry much of their worship services. They carry much of their stuff on all these platforms that can have the plug pulled in a heartbeat. Why do you think I am so I am so concerned about your you being too dependent? Yeah, I look at Facebook and I know one day I'm gonna say something and I'm gonna be banned for a week, then a month, and then gone for good, just eliminated. It's an undesirable. I'll be put in the tech ghetto and eventually into the tech oven and gone. Do you not understand what I'm talking about? Why, why I'm so concerned? If you, I don't care if you're in the United States. I don't care if you're in Canada. I don't care if you're in Australia. I don't care if you're in the continent of Africa, in Europe, wherever you're listening. 
Don't build your life, and if you're in ministry, your ministry on Facebook. Use it while you can, but don't expect to keep it. Expect to be shadow banned and eventually just discriminated against and tossed away for good. This upcoming election, we may get a brief reprieve for a while, but the world is heading on a pathway of a time of great tribulation. It may not be the great tribulation, but I think the stench of our national sins, not the individuals, not the people per se, not, not, it's just our national sin of, of unfettered abortion, walking and turning our backs on God as a people. Church denominations that once proclaimed the gospel now proclaim a social bunch of nonsense. Lesbians running around pretending they're priestesses in some of these churches, and it's all about social justice. They celebrate sin. They don't repent of their sin. This is the beginning of some real painful times for the Western world coming up. This pandemic is nothing compared to what's to come. I've had people on this program in recent weeks funny how they haven't even talked to each other, but they're getting the clear message from God in their hearts that the day is coming when the church may be going back to the caves and the catacombs and the places that God has prepared for us. Let me tell you a story about some of the things that happened in the 20th century with communism and takeovers in places like Russia and China, Romania, and other parts of the world. Even in Hitler's Germany, where the true church had to literally go underground because unless you were a state-approved church, which meant you compromised what you believed, they didn't want you speaking or talking or sharing in Russia after the Bolshevik Revolution, we found something horrible happened at that time. Churches were being shut down. But you want to know something? Even though the spies were watching these bishops and leaders of the church, they were allowed to, to gather in little places with just a couple of people there, and they were kind of observed. Yeah, they're, they're old people, and maybe an occasional young person comes by for some event. But as long as they didn't see the majority of the people heading to the churches, they, they, didn't, they didn't get too upset. What they didn't understand is that entire time, these bishops were training and ordaining people to continue the ministry alive in small house churches and gatherings out in the countryside, out of the view. And they put their life on the line for the gospel. See, in America, we don't put our life on the line for the gospel anymore. We never have, never had to. In my lifetime, this is the first time I have ever seen tyrannical governors demanding that churches shut down. Now, protests and riots are fine, but somehow the church is going to be a super-spreading event to kill people with the coronavirus. We have people that fear, as someone wrote me, and this has been on my heart, we fear the virus more than we fear God. 
Let me say that again. We fear the virus more than we fear God. Thus, we fear man and and man's wisdom over what God demands. God does not demand us to have comfort. God does not demand us to have everything easy. In the United States, too many Christians have had it too easy for too long, and that's why they're too worthless to do anything of any value in the church, because they're too lazy. When it's inconvenient, they won't go. They won't attend. They won't function. They won't be a part of the church. And then we have churches. I know of one in Florida. I'm not going to say the town, the name, the denomination, or the pastor's name, but I'm fully aware of it. Thrilled to death. They're going to open up maybe sometime next year. They've been closed since the beginning of the pandemic, way back in March, and they may not open till the end of 2021 because they're so afraid of the virus. You want to know why they're afraid of the virus? Because they don't fear God. They don't believe in God's promises. They don't believe God can perform miracles. They just believe in a social gospel justice nonsense garbage. And the all dog goes to heaven religion, which is a heresy. This, this Buddhist idea of all dogs go to heaven and, and we're all at one with nature and the world. We're doing, oh, what does the Bible say? Don't worship this creation. Yet they do. And they bring on, and some of these so-called religious preachers on the radio and the television today preach a prosperity gospel in some cases, which is not a gospel. Or they preach a heresy and make themselves something they are not. Or they take something, they take something so important, so important as God's word, and they twist it, distort it, remanufacture it. And the gullible who have never really studied God's word are so easily then led astray. Nobody dare take on a mantle that God has not given them and has not confirmed. You don't claim to be some special thing in God's economy if you are not, and it cannot be confirmed. Yet I see people on the radio and the TV doing it all the time. I'm praying for a lot of things going forward. This radio program and podcast hopefully is just a a door opener to other things. I pray for a frequency that can be used for only the glory of God and the spreading of the gospel, the edification of the saints, music to inspire and give a moment of of peace in a very troubled world and time, and, and never having to worry about the other content around it. You're not going to hear heretics. You're not going to hear people that do not believe in God. You're not going to hear a social gospel. You're not going to hear you're not going to hear a false religion. You'll hear nothing but the good news of Jesus Christ crucified, dead buried, rose again on the third day, ascended to heaven and coming again to judge all of us. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you now? Am I, am I getting through to you what this program is is all about and what we're trying to accomplish here on Truth to Ponder?
I'm doing whatever I can to learn, experiment, to see where the program should be. And I'm, I'm asking a lot of some of you, apparently, just to let me know you're listening. If you have email, if you just have email, just go Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. That's Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. I'll get that email right away. Nobody else will see it. There's no secretary. There is no staff. There is no engineer. There is no nothing. It's me doing this program. Just me. But if you're not listening, if you're not listening on a certain frequency, why should I spend what little resources I have left on a time on radio to which you don't listen or nobody's listening? Why bother? Maybe I should move the resources elsewhere. And for a few that wrote saying, well, you're suddenly talking about money. Well, yeah, I've paid for this. And I think for the first month or so, I didn't say a word about it. But I also look at what's left and I've got to make a decision of what to do, where to go, and how to do this. There's a lot we need to talk about. We, we need to have these platforms I've been talking about. You know, that we need to develop a place where you can safely upload your video and, not, and know that YouTube is not going to kill it, pull it down, and say this violates our community standard because it tells the truth is probably why it violates their standards. Google standards is not the real truth. It's a truth that they want you to believe. They force it down your throat. Twitter. Twitter will cover the truth and promote a lie. And they will ban you, censor you, cut you off, shut you down. And so will Facebook. So Facebook and Twitter, they're not the friends you need. They're your enemy. They're becoming your enemy. And they will, if you depend upon them, they will put you in a technology ghetto. And they will isolate you from the rest of the world. Your message will never get out. And someday when they're tired of you in their ghetto, they'll dispose of you. And if you don't see that coming, if you think that Facebook is a wonderful place for your church, you're a fool. Don't become dependent upon Facebook for your church. If you really are promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to be considered a danger and it's going to be called hate speech. The Bible in Canada, certain passages of the scriptures are now considered unacceptable hate speech. You can't, you can't say those words anymore. You can go to jail. You can pay massive fines. There are places, and it's coming to the United States, friends, if some man some male, born male, with all that goes with being a male of the species, at age 30 decides, I'm a woman now. And they're not. They're mentally ill is what they are, or satanically inspired, one or the other. It is not normal for a man 
to wake up when he's 28 or or eight as Joe Biden thinks we can decide. Yeah, so if you're an eight-year-old, you get to determine your sex, you get to determine your gender, and you get to, you need the government to protect you in that decision. What kind of sickness is this? This is retrobate mind stuff that's going on in this world. And a political party is taking it up as their platform and want to shove it down the throats of all. And the Christians need to be shoved away quietly into a tech ghetto so they can't infect the wisdom of men who tattoo themselves, wear lipstick and high heels, and pretend they're a woman. That we must celebrate anything about Jesus Christ, anything that says we need to, you ready for this? Anything, anything, anything that says mankind needs to repent of their sin before God is hate speech. We're going to talk more in the next segment about this. It's just something that I really believe needs to be said this this Friday and this weekend on the radio. Don't know what frequencies will still be working. I need to hear from you to know that it's worth continuing this program. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We are coming to a time where the wheat and the chaff will be separated. We are coming to a time The churches will become despised. The Bible gives warning. We're going to talk about those warnings coming up. I am on a mission to expose fake preachers and teachers and fools. It's part of what I'm doing here on Truth to Ponder. We'll be right back after we take this short break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. How to really see in a moment. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in John 1.38, two rabbinical students start following the rabbi from Nazareth, Yeshua Jesus. And this is what happened. It says, and Yeshua turned and beheld them following and said to them, what do you want? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. Now, this is a profound moment. These are his first words to his disciples, his very first teaching. They ask, where are you staying? He answers, come and you'll see. His very first teaching is, come and you'll see. He didn't say, look, and then if you like, come. He said, come and you will see. See, the secret of seeing the blessings of God are all in these words. Come and you'll see. Come regardless of what you don't know and you'll see. Come before you see. Come without conditions. You see, too many believers are waiting to see before they come. But the words to the disciples are this. Come and then you will see. Come and then you'll know. Rise and then you'll walk. Walk and then you'll be healed. Obey, then you'll see. Stop sitting around. Stop waiting for God to prove everything to you. Stop requiring that God shows you everything before you walk in faith. You do that and you'll never walk in faith at all. 
come before you see. And then you'll see the blessing. And then you'll see the love. And then you'll see the miracle. Then you'll see the joy. And you'll see the healing. And then you'll see the life God has for you, my friend. Just step out in faith and follow the footsteps of Messiah. That's his promise to you. But you have to come and then you will see. Want more? Ask for come and see. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? And how about just move mountains? Well, you can. Sapphire is the super spiritual supplement to turn your walk into a super life with God, plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. How do you get all this easy? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it, and you'll be blessed. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join with me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Ravinu, our rabbi. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is both the Friday and weekend edition of the program. It is also known in some places as as your weekend show. I meant to mention at the beginning or at the end of the last segment a couple of things. Number one, if you go to the website now, at least for the time being, your weekend show, it'll take you to the new website, Truth to Ponder. At least for now, I think I'm just going to go with one website for both programs. Things may change down the road where this one program may become different again. I don't know. But for the moment, it's a lot of work on my part to do the five programs. It used to just be one. Now I've got to produce five programs. And this particular program, the weekend, has got to be even distributed earlier and to farther points around the country and around the world. So there's a little bit of extra work on the weekend program, but I decided for now, we're just going to combine them together. It's just a lot easier on me. So I told you before, this is a ministry of love. This is something that I just feel I want to share so many things with you that are important in this very unusual time that we live in. When I started this program way back, in 2015 I didn't think the world could get any worse and as the as that year went on I'm going come Lord Jesus come and now look at us today where we are just in in these past five years since 2015 look at us now where we are in just these this short time How in the world can this world hang on any longer? Yet, for some reason, it seems to. I can remember at the beginning of this year, 2020, like so many of you, did you ever believe you're going to see what happened when the news started sneaking out a bit 
in January, then February, then all of a sudden March, and we're in a full-fledged worldwide locked-down pandemic. Lives are being ruined and destroyed by this virus. Business is gone forever. Economies wrecked. Alcoholism and drug use on the rise. All in the name of safety and science, we're going to do all these things. And, and here we are today. And church is being told to shut down. You're dangerous. Notice and this is the point. You, we can sit here and argue the virus side of this all day long, but I want you to understand one thing, regardless of what you think. Look how easy it was to shut down a church. You know, a year ago, if I had said the government could shut down your church, a lot of you that listen would say, you're crazy, Bob. You're just full of that, you know, conspiracy theory nonsense. Well, look at it today. It didn't take much. And some of the science has been questionable along the way. We fear the virus more than we fear God. And we trust we trust in the things of men like Facebook more than we trust in building things for God's kingdom. And this is part of the problem with the church today. Let's talk about the church in a moment. By the way, I meant to give an address before. I need to do it because People remind me that when you're on short wave, it's not like a podcast where you can pause, go back, look, and everything else. And and our our email address is Bob, that's my name, B-O-B Bob, at truth the number two ponder.com. Truth the number two ponder.com. And for those that prefer using regular US mail, this seems that I'll be up here for a while, all the way at least through November at this point. And our address up here, our little tiny place in the mountains, is 21 Berkshire Lane, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane, and then add number 263. That's our little box numbering system that the post lady needs to get it to us this way. They don't drive around in this area. It'd be a lot of driving to get to these little places. And so we have a kind of a uniform box, and they just use 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. And our community is called Sky Valley, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And if somebody at the post office says, well, that's Dillard, Georgia, well, same thing. Uh, Sky Valley and Dillard share the same exact zip code. So two little itty-bitty towns. And that's where we are for a good part of the year. That's where I'm producing this program right now. And I thank God for this little place, this little, how do I put it, little sanctuary to be able to do this program. Is it a perfect place to do it? Do I have everything I really need? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm doing it, and I've been doing this program. And I, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity that God has given me to, to get on the air and to share with you the things that are on my heart on my mind, this day, and other days. Let's get back to what I was talking about before the break. I was talking, I was at a, at a conference of other clergymen that I haven't seen in quite a while. Last week, I went up to Virginia, and, and there's some great guys that I've known, and, and some of them are talking about, you know, I really need to build up my ministry on YouTube. 
I really need to build up my ministry and make better use of Facebook. And they talk about all these free, free, free platforms that are out there because they don't want to invest a dime. And many church, look, you know what I'm talking about. They look for free. It's one of the things I'll be dealing with with this program very soon. I'm working on it right now, but let's get to these churches. And they think that the what they need to do is just get somebody that has a good iPhone or a, maybe a better Samsung whatever kind of phone and and do their service on Facebook Live. Get a little thing to hold the camera and phone in place and and stream the service live and be a star. And a lot of churches were forced into having to do something like that when they had this sudden, guess what? We're shutting down for two weeks. Remember that? We're going to shut down for two weeks. Well, let's make it three. How about six? Can we hear 12? How many weeks has this been going on in some places? How many months? Two weeks to two months to 200 days? We've come a long way. And we still have the fear mongers at the mainstream media talking about infection, infection, infection. And, you know, they don't want to tell you the rest of the numbers because you might scratch your head and say, are we being played? Yeah, you are. Rahm Emanuel once said it best years ago back in the 90s, never let a good crisis go to waste. And trust me, the world is not letting a good crisis like like this virus go to waste. Getting back to your church and your ministry, if this is what you do. If you're depending upon all the free services of the tech tyrants, they've got their tentacles into you and your church. And they will decide what is up to their community standards. They will decide what is fact-checked and correct. Don't Don't put all your eggs in the free tech tyrant basket because you'll live to regret it. Now, you're going to say, well, Bob, don't you use uh, like Facebook? Yeah, a little bit. Matter of fact, I don't use it that much. I have it. And whenever I post a new program and it goes out, you know, it sends an alert that there's a new program and doesn't say much about it. I, I can see what I've got. But I don't, I don't really want to depend upon on Facebook. Right now, I'm using some platforms to, to get the podcast out. And I'm not certain I'm, on the, I'm in the right place for that. Look, even with one of the paid services, they still want an advertisement that doesn't benefit me. And I'm really becoming increasingly concerned. Because I don't know all the time what you're hearing. I know for a while we did the program for about three, four weeks where the one service, well, actually both services I'm using, Anchor and Spreaker, were saying, you know, divide the program where we can insert. They they wanted to insert more, but I I minimized it. To insert a break at the, you know, halfway point. And and so we did. And and frankly, I just woke up one night and said, what in the world is is being run in that break. I have no control over it. For all I know, it could be something that would be totally 
in contradiction to what this program is all about. And so I stopped creating that bottom of the hour break where it's open for the podcast to do something. Instead, I'm using this, I'm accommodating a program that is on short wave for somebody within the confines of this program and I don't have any particular problem with. And so that's how we've decided to do it for the time being. But I'm going to have to rethink this, how we're doing the podcast. Where is it going to live? How is it going to be distributed? I know that at some point when a podcast goes out and it gets on a platform like Apple or Google or whatever, I may not have full control over something that is played before or after or if iHeartRadio picks it up like they picked up your weekend show. Yeah, if you go to iHeartRadio, you can find this under your weekend show. And I'm trying, and it may end up being one of those they'll pick up uh, to air through their system. It's wonderful to have more than one platform. I'm just concerned at times with things may be associated to the program by those that that run the podcast. And so what I'm trying to do is reach out to a lot of Christian friends around the country and other people in ministry and say, look, why don't we develop our own place as the primary source of our programs and our podcast from our websites? Maybe develop an app or in some kind of an aggregator to to put like-minded programs and music together and not be dependent upon the YouTubes, not be dependent upon Anchor FM, not be not be dependent upon Spreaker and and Podbean and others that are out there wanting my business and money to distribute the program, which I haven't done yet. I've got to rethink this. Not just for me. This is not all about me and my program, but about other people that I know. I, I know... I know three people right now, and I pray that one of them will be listening. I'll make sure that they know to look at a certain point in the program to listen. That should be doing their own podcast, if nothing else. If not on radio, joining me here occasionally. I know people that need, even if it's a five-minute a day, ten-minute a day, three or four times a week. I know other people that I know that God is calling to share from their experience that will help you in what you're going through today. I only can bring to the table my experience and the things that I know and the things I'm comfortable with. Others know more about other topics than I do. That's why you hear and you heard earlier on in many of these programs, I've had a number of guests on. I'll be bringing some of them back again. It's just this week I decided to be a little different this week. And I wanted to just talk to you from the heart. And and then I find out it's a week where maybe some of the transmitters at WRMI may not be working. Uh, some frequency is not as good. And it, it, it's one of all the weeks for this to happen. We'll find out in time. And so that's why I'm kind of sharing just these disjointed thoughts, so to speak, about, about the future and, and how we as Christians need to prepare. This is what I was trying to tell other clergy friends. Do not put everything about your little mission and your church on Facebook and think that that's going to cover the world and make you famous or or bring people to your door. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen with YouTube or anybody else. And we use them. I've been using YouTube for years. I don't know how many hundreds or maybe, I don't know, 250, maybe... 
300 episodes of your weekend show or something like that, or the audio track is on YouTube. It's there. And I think the this is the 40th. This is the 40th Truth to Ponder episode, and I think they're all up on there, too, through your weekend show site as we combine the programs. They're wonderful platforms, and I know that people use them. I've heard from people that say, I've been listening to you on your weekend show on, on of all things, YouTube since, you know, middle of 2015. I know one person that wrote me a while back. I have several that say, I listen every week on YouTube. I almost thought about getting rid of YouTube. It's just some place I had to upload and other places it had to be sent to. But you find out that you're being, when your program is getting out there, you know, a few people hear it here, a couple dozen over here, another, you know, these numbers do add up in time. And I look at the opportunity as a podcast. You know, even my wife said it. Now, look, I'm one of those kind of guys. I'm 66 now. I worked in radio since 1971 on the air and I remember the days of being on AM radio and you know every car that's all they had was AM radio so it was just a handful of rich people in a Cadillac or or something that might have an FM radio in it there were very few cars with FM in the 60s and the 70s they they came standard with an AM it wasn't until much later like you know the 1980s that AM FM became the standard in most automobiles if you had a radio. And so being on AM and being we didn't have all these computers and technology making all kind of hash noise on uh, that that make interference on an AM radio, I, I can remember there was a, a radio in my, my dad's shop down, down the, in the basement of our house. It picked up the local radio station loud and clear. I had a little AM-only radio by my bedside as a kid. It was what they call a little five-tuber, all the little small tubes about the size of your thumb, not the big ones. And it was a little Philco. was the first one I ever had. And with those little five-tubes and the little four-inch speaker, little plastic case, I could listen to all these radio stations in my region, and, and at night I could pick up Chicago. I could pick up all over. I didn't have an FM at that time. It was later in life before I got one, high school, actually. Things have changed, and I, I have people that write me that say, well, I don't, I'm don't. i not a podcast listener. I don't do that. I, I, I just need to listen to radio, and I get it because I'm from that era too. But I'm learning that I have to adapt a little bit myself. Um, I no longer have an antenna on my house to pick up TV because, well, especially in the mountains... We live in a place in the mountains where an antenna will get nothing. I mean, there is no TV station up here. Maybe one occasionally on an antenna. And so we have to rely, you know, on an inexpensive satellite arrangement for here. And, and, and it works. And we get to watch a handful of channels. You know, we don't, we're not doing the big thing. We don't watch the movies. We don't do all that kind of stuff. So I've had to adapt to the world we know today the changes that have taken place. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I do believe in legacy media. I believe the time will come when even, even if we have our own platforms online, they may be um, in some places harder to find than others. But, we'll be, but those that are, that are 
putting all their eggs in the Facebook basket and everything. They'll be long gone long before that happens. In other words, I'm looking for a shrinking platform over time. How many centuries was the church underground and it grew? How long has the church in China been in existence? And even though officially, unless you're one of the official churches where you're doing the Communist Party line or not getting them angry, I have family members from my late wife's side of the family that have been missionaries and they have worked in China. They taught English, they taught a lot of things, and they they dealt with the underground church and put their lives at great risk. You know, it's sad. How many proclaiming Christians in the United States put nothing at risk? Because they have they don't have anything really in it. How do you risk what you don't have? Are you listening to what I'm telling you? I hope you're, you're giving. I mean, I have family members. They went to China to teach English, put their lives at risk. They're home now. They're, they're getting up in age a little bit. They're in their 50s. So they're, you know, it's, it's getting to be that time. But they put their careers on hold, professional careers. And God just said, you're going to China. And they started doing their research and learned the language too. And they went back and forth for, I don't know, 10 years. And they would have people at their house, you know, one and two, three and four people, never a big gathering. And they would ask questions about the West and about this person they know, Jesus. And they'd share the good news of Jesus Christ with these these people. And look at us today. We shut down so easy. Good football game before the coronavirus came along. How many times did people say, I think I'm just going to sleep in today, have a late late breakfast, and get ready to watch the NFL? It's like we have nothing invested. When something is free and requires nothing, you don't appreciate it. A lot of kids today, they got a lot of free stuff. They don't appreciate it. They just expect it. And if they don't like it, they do something else. They don't. They have, they have nothing invested. Too many people listening to this program today in their faith have nothing invested. Maybe it's time you reassess if you have an investment in your faith. So I told you, I know one church in the uh, Jensen Beach area of Florida, not one that I not not one that I have ever been a part of, just one that I know of. And they're they're just thrilled to death. They're not going to reopen till the middle of 2021. Maybe maybe not even to the end. Maybe the beginning of 2022. They are just so afraid of dying of the coronavirus. And their commitment to the cause of Christ is all social all social gospel, all meaningless, all celebration of sin stuff. There's no repentance going on. The only thing they need, they think you need to repent of is being white privileged or, or not caring enough of Mother Earth. And that, that's all you need to be repentant of. 
your privilege and your planetary destruction. Nothing about faith in Jesus Christ. Nothing about repenting of your sin and a life changed and transformed. I've got these ideas for how to use legacy technology maybe a month from now, maybe six months from now, some ideas that are coming together with other Christians. Pray about it. I think there's something really coming together. This this has been a wake-up call, the, the, this, this time of pandemic. If we ever get past this, if the powers that be ever let the fear stop for a little while, this is going to change the landscape of everything. There's some people I pray for that will never recover from the fear of this virus, even if it goes away. They'll never be the same. Families that built a business over decades, even generations, and the business now is gone. The anger, the angst of politics that divide us, and the fact that too many people that claim to know Jesus will be the ones that will stand before him, and he says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. I've got to find a way not just for me, but maybe for you too. Maybe you're one of those listening right now. It's a podcast on the air. The Lord's spoken to you about what maybe you should be doing, what we all can be doing. I'm going to continue on shortwave and through this month, maybe into next month. We're, we're kind of, we may reassess what frequencies. I could really use your help on that. If nobody's listening to a certain time, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend the money any longer. I'd, I'd just be a bad steward of what God has given I've placed the seat out there, and I want to see what's coming back in return. And from both the website or the U.S. mail, if you want to help with this ministry, I'd appreciate it. I had a friend that from a foreign country doesn't even hear it on radio, but has helped this ministry, and others have done the same. I appreciate it. My time is free. I'll produce the program, distribute it, keep the equipment up, Take care of all that. Line up the guest. I don't mind doing that. I don't need anything in exchange for my time. It's just I can only afford as I've and like I say. One guy got mad. I, I mentioned that hey, you know, shortwave time wasn't free, and he got bent out of shape, saying, "Well, you're just talking about money." Well, I'm sorry. I, I I'm not I'm not asking anything for myself. I'm not one of those kind of people that want a $300,000 car and a $23 million house and a multi-million dollar airplane. I'm not trying to do any of that. It's not about that. It's just to pay the the price for the airtime that some of the stations are charging. And if, number one, if you're not listening on shortwave, then why pay for the time on shortwave? And if if maybe one of the times, maybe it's the 4 o'clock or the 6 o'clock, eastern time airing you're listening to but not the 10 or this or that maybe if i just knew maybe i should maybe i should buy the 5 p.m time on on one of the frequencies and be done with it and just do the show one day a week i mean or five days a week and then a couple of airings on the weekend on a few places i don't know that's why i need your help going forward and, and that's why I need to know what you think. What would happen if maybe I came up with some kind of a website, a name, and, and worked with others to come up with an infrastructure to be able to distribute podcasts? 
to devices. You know, I, I, I'm amazed and I, I mean, I like technology. I'm not going to be totally dependent, but there are a few things that I've, you know, allowed myself to have. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what people, they can read my email at Gmail. I don't care. And Amazon can hear what Alexa hears that I say. I don't care. There are too many of us to be listening to every little thing we say anyway. So I just don't worry about stuff like that. I, I'm just not going to get into that, that realm. But it is nice to know that I can sit down either in my bedroom or in our little living room. We have a little device, one in each location of the house, and I can say, Alexa, play Truth to Ponder podcast. And the program comes up, and a lot of people are listening that way. I have built one online radio station. I'm praying about building one or two more. The one currently plays nothing but sacred music primarily, and it may change just a little bit. Not much, just a little bit. That's called Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And right now, I'm not sure if it'll work at your house, but it sure does in a few that I know, where you say, Alexa, play Ancient Word Radio, and it comes on. I know people that listen to that format, that music. They say it blesses them in their life, and and some of the difficult times they've gone through. I'll share this, you know, I'm looking at doing another one with other kind of favorite, but very Christ-centered music. And then maybe a teaching and talk channel as well. Where you, and then, then from an app, maybe on demand. But I'm gonna need more than just me involved in this. Maybe there's something that God has put on your heart to do and you just haven't done it. Now's a good time for you to make a friend with me. Maybe you have some guests I should have on the program in the not too distant future. The website is truth2ponder.com and you can email me at bob at truth2ponder.com. If God has laid it upon your heart to help in some small way with what I'm doing, you can make a gift one time, whatever, from the website great help to me easy for you I'd, I'd love to hear from you and you can contact me through the website or you can use our regular mailing address which is 21 berkshire lane number 263 21 berkshire lane number 263 at the uh, sky valley georgia zip code 30537 Next week, we'll get back to more of a regular kind of program. But until next time, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.